spill the tea. Let's spill this tea with B and T. So welcome to our first Chatterday episode here on Spill the Tea. Please try to be patient with us. This is our first couple episodes. We're just trying to get used to this. So I'm your host, Tori. And I'm your host, Brooke. And on our Chatterday episodes, we'll be discussing things from important events in the world or just to us. Q&A, story times, or really anything we just want to talk about with our listeners and with each other. So, this week's Chatterday episode topic is LGBTQ. We know this may not be everyone's cup of tea, per se, and that's alright. You can tune in Tuesday for our true crime episode, or just wait until next week's Chatterday for a more fun, lighthearted story time. Um, But we really do hope you listen today and open your hearts and your ears to a topic we should all be talking about. When we were discussing topics, Brooke and I decided on LGBTQ, and we got a lot of backlash, actually, and just a lot of comments, and... It was surprising to see how many people didn't want to hear it, and honestly, we both decided it was important to us, so we wanted to continue and make this our first episode, and after a lot of thought and discussion, we both realized the people who didn't want to hear anything on this topic were the people that need to hear it the most. We are fully aware that we are two heterosexual girls talking about LGBTQ topics, which is why we wanted to include some stories from people who are a part of the community and people who are close to us and that we personally know and love, along with history and some helpful resources that you'll be able to have the link to at the end of the episode. This is something we wanted our first episode to be about because we both agree how important and relevant it is in our world today, especially because June is Pride Month and we are going to tell you why. So we're going to start with a major and important part of history and that's Stonewall. So this is something I actually just heard about and was shocked it isn't talked about more because it really is such a huge start to what we now call Pride Month and Pride Parades. So Stonewall's a bar in the 1960s that welcomed everyone in the LGBTQ community um, when most places wouldn't allow you to even enter if you were gay or appeared gay. It was a safe haven for people who were considered different, um, like drag queens, prostitutes, or even just people who were homeless and had nowhere else to go. So even though Stonewall was a safe haven, it still wasn't quite safe for those who were there. Police raided the bar often, and since it hosted a lot of prostitutes and cross-dressing was illegal, the police used this as an excuse for the constant raids. And finally, June 27th, 1969, police came for once again another raid, and they started arresting people. I wanted to add to the fact that cross-dressing may no longer be quote-unquote illegal, um, but I was actually going through some stuff at my parents' house, and I found an old student handbook that had dress codes and policies um, just about how you should behave as a student, and one of their policies was no cross-dressing. The administration would rather interrupt your school day than let you be comfortable with what you wear. Unbelievable. So let's talk more about what is the gay panic defense. So, it's usually used when you murder someone because you claim you are protecting yourself from a sexual assault. Emphasis on claim. You can legally use this in court to basically say, I went temporarily insane or had this fit of rage because I received unwanted advances from someone who is the same sex as me. This is a real and used legal practice still today, you guys. One of the many examples in the story um, is back in 2001, Rodriguez Reed beat Ahmed DeBrant and killed him. His excuse is that he said that Ahmed came on to him and he wanted to protect himself. He confessed to murdering him and the medical examiner even said that Ahmed was sleeping when the murder had occurred. But even with all that evidence, he was still acquitted of his crimes. So you might be asking, oh, how often do people actually use this? And the answer is a lot. It has been used 104 times as a defense since 1970. And when reading about this, I saw case after case of reduced sentences where 
there was little to no evidence that someone who was the same sex made advances at all, let alone they were so severe or threatening they could cause temporary insanity. In most of these cases, the charges were reduced or they were even found not guilty. There are still so many things that separate LGBTQ from living a normal and equal life, like how the fact that gay marriage has only been legal in all of the U.S. since 2015. That's only five years, you guys. Straight couples have been allowed to get married for centuries, and same-sex couples have had to fight for this for years to have the same or equal right. So when we hear things like this um, that are going on in the LGBTQ community, we want to let people know that this isn't wanting special privileges or special treatment. This is something that we should all have the basic right to. It's hard not to think how many years they had to fight to get the same treatment. Let's also add the law that the president just removed preventing even basic health coverage for trans men and women. He removed that law on the fourth anniversary of the Pulse nightclub shooting. So since all these things are happening, we want to talk about the Trevor Project. Since we talked about all the difficulties the LGBT community faces to live a normal and equal life, the Trevor Project is so massively important. We want to let everyone know that we will include a link to donate the, to the Trevor Project for everyone that wants to show their support. So the Trevor Project is a nonprofit organization that got its start when a man named James Lesesny wrote a story about a 13-year-old boy named Trevor who is gay and considers ending his life because of it. And this is a very true and real story. Uh, suicide is the second leading cause of death in America's youth. And if you're LGBTQ, you're three to four more times likely to attempt suicide in your lifetime. This story was made into a short film and it ran on HBO. And at the end, there was a hotline you could call if you were an LGBTQ youth and were struggling. Since it is still the only 24-7 suicide hotline for LGBTQ youth to this day, we wanted to include their phone number for anyone who's listening and might need it. Um, their phone number is 866-488-7386. All right, guys, now let's get into the stories that were submitted to us. We do want to make it clear that these stories were submitted to us for the use of this podcast with full consent from the author. We would never think or even consider outing someone or telling a story they didn't want told. All of these will be anonymous unless they otherwise state. We received so many inspiring and amazing stories from people who are gay, lesbian, transsexual, pansexual, and bisexual. We are so thankful for everyone that submitted their stories to us, and we love and support you so much. Um, let's go ahead and start with our first story. Our first user wrote, I came out as lesbian in the beginning and everyone was surprisingly accepting. It wasn't until I came out as trans that I had a harder time. My mom had a hard time with it at first because I was always her little girl. My Mormon family had a hard time with it at first because they had to adjust to calling me a different name. But surprisingly, they've always been supportive. People that I had the hardest time with were kids in high school. I occasionally got the, you'll never be a real man and that I have something you never will. I think the hardest part is having to constantly come out. Every time I meet someone new, it's always something that is talked about. It's scary because you never know how someone's going to react. I met my girlfriend through work, and she is very straight. I never thought a straight girl would like me because I'm trans, and she's gotten a lot of shit on her end as well. People tell her that she isn't straight because she's dating me and just assume her sexuality. I think it really just comes down to who loves you and who will love you enough to put it all to the side to accept and love you for who you are. Overall, I'm happy where I am and with everything I've gone through because at the end of the day, I've never felt more like myself. So, Brooke, they mentioned in this story that they have to come out constantly. How often do you have to tell strangers that you meet, Hi, I'm Brooke and I'm a straight girl. Never. And just imagine how obnoxious this would be and how honestly unnecessary it is. 
Oh, 100% agree. Like, we need to normalize things other than just straight couples. It should be no different to see a same-sex couple walking down the street as it is to see a man and woman. Um, so with that being said, we're going to get into our next story, and this person actually gave us permission to use their names, so we're going to go ahead and use them for the purpose of this podcast. I've always considered myself op- open to love men, women, whatever. Most of my monogamous relationships have been with men, and then three years ago, I met Christina. This was our first serious same-gender relationship. We both quickly realized we were very blessed to have our friends and family who support us. Although our relationship just made sense to us, we slowly began to realize the difference in the way society treated us. We found ourselves having to constantly explain our relationship and our sexuality, quite often responding to comments like, oh, so you're gay now, and I would have to say, no, it's not like it's something I changed overnight like my hair color. We adjusted to people asking us how we are intimate, which, let me remind you, is a super personal question, and if you feel like you need to ask someone that, just don't. (laughs) Let's just leave that there. (laughs) Agreed. Just don't. Um, Although it can be obnoxious to have your relationship be considered taboo or exotic, I found that there are perks as well, and the most important reminder is to Be considerate of those around you and to show everyone that love is love. Some of my family members who might have been more conservative are now open to different types of love. And some of my friends have even reached out and talked to me about their own struggles with their sexuality. At the end of the day, just remember what Morgan Freeman said. I hate the word homophobia. It's not a phobia. You're just an asshole. And that is a great quote. So with that, we're going to move on to our next story. We have another story submitted to us. And it says, I tried coming out to my dad around six years ago. I told him, Dad, I think I like girls. And he dismissed it right away as saying the fact that you're even saying that seems like you're not sure. So I don't know why you're even bringing it up if you're not sure. 2014 came and I started talking to a girl and I showed my friends the messages that basically outed myself. My friends all stopped talking to me. So prom came and my mom said if I was taking my girlfriend, I wasn't allowed to go. I didn't want to miss it. So I lied and we got caught. She lectured me about my reputation, and if I changed my mind, no one would want to be with me, and I'd never have kids. And she even said that she doesn't know if she should let me sleep in the same bed as my sister, which I just want to pause to emphasize how ignorant that comment is. Not only is it ignorant, but it's just, it's disgusting to say the absolute bare minimum. A hundred percent. And so she goes to say that her dad kept saying that she was confused, and her mom even threatened a restraining order against her and her girlfriend. Um, Up until a year ago, my dad would only call my girlfriend a friend. He's getting better now, but he still struggles. He said the hardest part about accepting is accepting the fact that life you pictured for your child is gone. So it's basically grieving. So let's actually talk about that for a minute. I do want to say, let's stop normalizing and idolizing the life for your kid as being a straight marriage with kids. Why don't we normalize picturing your child to be in a loving relationship, living a happy life? And I can understand to an extent, but we need to stop pretending like it's okay to dictate your child's life. I don't have a child, but I know that at the end of the day, um, I would just want them to be happy and healthy. I wouldn't care if they were gay, straight, bi, pan. Like I said, as long as they were happy or healthy, that's what would be important to me. Oh, yeah. And when I was pregnant with my son, I can tell you not once was I concerned about what his sexuality would be. I was worried about whether he was going to be a good person. Agreed. Um... We're going to go ahead and get on to our next story. This person was actually adopted and raised in an LDS household, which for those of you who don't know what LDS is, it's Mormonism. We aren't trying to bash anyone or the religion at all, but we do want to point out for our listeners that may not know what LDS is or Mormonism is, they have a very strict 
guideline to follow and a sort of path they want you to live by and being gay is not part of that path. She explained that she did what people would consider girly girl things growing up so when she came out as lesbian to her mom they disowned her and said that if that's how you're gonna live we don't want you living under a roof we don't want you even speaking to us. Since she was basically cut out from her adopted family it pushed her to want to get in touch with her bio biological family she ended up getting a relationship and rekindling a connection with them, and they spoke to her biological mom about everything that happened. Her mom ended up telling us that she is sorry for everything she went through, but at the end of the day, she doesn't regret anything because they gave her a better start to life than she could have. So I really can't even imagine adopting a child and choosing to love them, and just as quickly as you chose to love them, you choose to stop loving them. Um, she's just a lesbian, but they treated her like a murderer or a predator. It just breaks my heart for her, honestly. So, let's get into our next two stories. Um, they're both of two bisexual girls. One actually has a baby, and the other one's married to a man. So, both girls spoke about how they're lucky to have the support they have. One girl said, I can honestly say I've never felt that anyone I've been friends with would ever be the type to care about who I was attracted to. I've been very lucky with the people I surround myself with and the support I've had. My husband would mention a female celebrity that was attractive, and he always teased and said things about me being attracted to girls. And one time I was actually like, yeah, 100%. And he said, I figured, honestly, and that was it. So it's nice that she was able to do that, and he was comfortable, and that was it. She came out, which is how it should be, honestly. Mm -hmm. You should be able to say, this is my sexuality, and they say, oh, okay. <laughs> yep. So the other one wrote, I came out when I was 15. I just sat my mom down and told her... I have a girlfriend, and she was actually really excited and supportive. She went to Pride with me, reps the rainbows, just never judged me for it. I've had negative experiences being bisexual, and I've been told that I'm too pretty to be gay, or you just haven't found the right man yet. And I do want to point out that when I spoke to both of these women, they both said everyone kind of just brushed off that they were bisexual because they have a child with a man, or they're married to a man. And you often hear people saying, oh, it's hot to be bisexual. And that's something that is so hypocritical, too, because if you see two girls kissing, guys will be like, oh, that's so hot, that's so sexy. But when two men are kissing, all of a sudden they're uncomfortable or they're making fun of them, which is just, that's not a line that should be drawn. Oh, definitely. It's also sad how many times you see people's sexuality downplayed because they are with one gender for a long time or date more of one gender. It really is a common misconception that people who are bisexual are just confused or experimenting. And I've heard too many people say that bisexuality is a limbo between gay and straight until you figure out which one you are. And like our earlier story said, is she dated men most of her life and then ended up in a long-term relationship with a woman. So there are plenty of other examples like this where a long-term relationship doesn't make you pick a side, so to speak. And something that I did want to bring up before we wrap up this episode is I was in a certain religion that I won't name. Um, someone asked, well, what are we supposed to tell our kids when we see a gay couple showing affection? And the same question was asked when biracial couples started becoming more common. What am I supposed to tell my kids? You're supposed to tell your kids that those are two people who are in love and that's how they show affection and that's fine. Love has no boundaries. I mean, not by race, not by gender, not by social class. I mean, we can love who we want to love, and that's okay. Yeah, and we need to start teaching our kids that there's no difference. We shouldn't have to even explain any couple. It should just be two people who are in love. We need to teach more than just children, and sadly, there are coworkers, families, and strangers who are going to be ignorant to this. So with that being said, that concludes our first episode. If you guys have made it this far, we just want you to know how much we appreciate you. 
Um, some people may not agree with our choice to do such a controversial topic on our first Chatterday episode, but at the end of the day, we're going to be doing topics that not everyone can agree on, and that's okay. There's plenty of different content coming, and we would love for you guys to listen to those. So we hope we've either taught you something new or just open your heart with today's episode. With that, we will see you on Tuesday.